0: Welcome to the latest episode of Script and Pencils, the comic book creator podcast from thecomicrush.com. I'm your host Paul and before we start this week's show, just a quick reminder that our Patreon helps keep the site and our podcast running and just $2 a month means the site stays ad-free. If you like what we do and want more great content, follow us on Twitter at The Comic Crush. Like our comiccrush.com page on Facebook and check out our other great podcast, from panels to pictures, on Spotify or on the site, thecomiccrush.com, where you can stream or download all our pod content. You can follow me, at manrecomic, on Twitter and Instagram. On this episode, we delve into the archives to bring you a chat with writer Josh Frank and briefly with artist Manuela Potega about their riotously funny graphic novel, Giraffes on Horseback Salad, published by Quirk Books. This book, based on an unmade screenplay, written for the Marx Brothers by none other than surrealist Salvador Dali and adapted by Josh with Tim Heidecker, offers a chance to see something that could have been, a film that will never be made, brought to life via the medium of comics. Due to a language barrier, we only had the chance to ask Manuela one question, but we hope you enjoy hearing from her nonetheless. Manuela's stylized art and Josh's precise comic timing bring out the best of both the Marx Brothers and Salvador Dali as they attempt to bring to life what might be the maddest movie never made. So, Josh and Manuela, thank you so much for talking to us about your wonderful book, Giraffes on Horseback Salad. It's an amazing title. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And it comes from a lost lost screenplay from the Marx Brothers, effectively. Am I right in saying that? Well, yes,
1: the title uh, makes more sense when you know it was conjured by Salvador Dali. (laughs) So... uh, um, yeah, Salvador Dali wrote uh, a, a treatment for a movie he wanted to make with the Marx Brothers. Mm. And I love the title. It doesn't necessarily make sense, uh, which I think might frustrate some people because they want everything to make sense, but then you probably shouldn't be looking at Salvador Dali. No, or, but or what, the Marx more, Brothers. Or the Marx <laughs> Brothers. But what I really like about the title and the way I explain it to people is I think that Salvador Dali was coming up with his version of a Marx Brothers title for a movie and if you think about Marx Brothers movie titles Night at the Opera, A Day at the Races Mm. and then Giraffes on Horseback Sally (laughs) it totally works actually you know and you see what he was doing you know so yeah.
0: Um, Do you know how their collaboration came about?
1: Yes and uh, the the entire story is laid out in the first 50 Mm. pages of the book because it's it's broken into two parts in which the first 50 pages are like the biographical story of Dali and Harpo and how they came to know each other and then it it sort of um, flows into the actual movie that they wanted to make so you get to kind of see the movie if they had made it through the graphic novel uh, depiction but Dali was a huge fan of the Marx Brothers um, since he was you know, a young man and he, they were heroes to him. And when he heard that Harpo was on a press tour of Night at the Opera in, in, in France uh, and he heard that Harpo was going to be at a party in Paris, he went to that party to meet Harpo Marx and he got to meet him as a fan you know and uh, which is just so cool because you don't think about Salvador Dali as a fan of anyone but Salvador Dali but yeah. but because that's the myth but the truth of the matter was he was very much like all of us in in a lot in a lot of ways one of which is he had people that inspired him and that he appreciated and so he got to meet Harpo they could not speak the same language uh, he spoke English Harpo did and Dali spoke Spanish and so they communicated with their eyes. And I love that because me and Manuela worked on this mm. entire book together and basically had to communicate with our eyes, you know, like <laughs> you know, like looking at the work that we were doing back and forth because we did not understand the language of each other. Um,
0: what was that collaboration like, guys? I mean, mm. how, how difficult I, or easy was it?
1: I have or... no idea how we pulled it off now that it's done, you know, because uh, somehow she understood what I was trying to get across and, and what the, what... I would I looked at it like I was directing the movie and she was the cinematographer of right. the movie. And that's sort of how we produced this book is as if we were making the movie. So I gave her the direction uh, and wrote what the actors needed, where they needed to move to and what needed to happen. Sure. And... She, I guess, took the most vital ideas and imagery and built the A, B, and C movement of that. But then I think what made it work was she has her own language for her uh, imagination and her visual language and ideas, Mm. which she, I think, just naturally was able to place within the confinements of the story that I gave her but and so she was able to be free in the drawing and the artwork which has no language barrier you know so I I feel like that's maybe how we pulled it off you know right. and uh yeah it was an amazing experience uh, you know as an artist uh creating something overseas not being able to speak the same language but being able to speak through the the art itself
0: and I mean, did you guys look at the uh, Marx Brothers movies again to try and yes. get a sense of their?
1: I grew up watching the Marx Brothers yeah. since I was eight, so they were sort of ingrained in my mm. soul.
0: I do have a question for yeah, about the R? What uh, drew you to the project? Um, what made you want to do this this
2: book? Pues, cuando me llegó el guion de de Josh, yo lo leí. Claro, para mí me, el tema de que no entienda el idioma era una dificultad porque tuve que traducir todo. Pero automáticamente cuando traduje todo el contenido del, del guión creé como un mundo ya en mi cabeza que dije esto es lo que tengo que plasmar. Y justamente bueno plasmé eso. El tema del lenguaje no fue una dificultad ya que el arte es un lenguaje universal por encima de, de cualquier idioma. Y entendí perfectamente lo que él quería expresar con su guión y lo plasmé en un mundo así surrealista. He tenido mucha influencia de los hermanos Marx porque conocía sus películas de hace mucho tiempo. Y de Dalí he nacido en Barcelona y todos los... O sea, tenemos muy cercana la figura de Dalí, es un artista internacional. Y bueno, y hemos creado esto. No me ha costado entendernos sí, y ha sido como absolutamente automático.
3: Cuando uh, recibió las páginas de la historia, la tradujo y la dice que el idioma no es un problema porque ella creó en su mente una gran idea de todo el proyecto y la dice que el arte es un universo universal. Language, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she can make that because uh, when she was a a child, she uh, looked uh, all the all the films mm-hmm. with her grandfather, <laughs> and uh, respect the, the part of the Dalí. She borns on Barcelona. Barcelona is is the house of of Dalí, no? <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> yeah. This, mm-hmm. yeah. This this, this book Unific. Uh, the,
0: those daddy. No? Um, <laughs> Josh what made you kind of go that's what I want to do next mm-hmm. because you're, you're you've worked in a lot of other mediums right you've yeah. written books um, historical books.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, historical biography historical mm-hmm. f- uh, uh, fiction uh, the, the, the previous book to this one was a illustrated novel and that was sort of my crossover into like you know falling in love with with the format of working with an illustrator, sure. Um, even my first book had illustrations. It was the the the, the oral history of the band the Pixies, mm. and I knew when I was writing that that I really wanted to seek out the um, Stephen Appleby, who is yeah. uh, you must uh, be aware of oh, Stephen Appleby because uh, yeah. uh, in the in the U.S. he's not as he's not, but uh, you know an, a household name. But in the U.K., a lot of uh, people know him because of uh, his work, uh, what, is it the, Gar- did he do stuff in the Guardian, or... Uh, I,
0: uh, I, I, yes, I, I think it was recall... Yeah, he's, anyway, now, but he's, anyway, he's
1: brilliant, and he, on the Pixies' uh, last original album from their original time period, mm. uh, did some special, like, um, rocket art that was kind of iconic for Pixies fans, and I really wanted to have some new Stephen Appleby rocket art <laughs> and other art, connected to my Pixies book and so my first book had illustrations and so I sort of was um, I fell in love with that collaboration having that part that aspect to the book so for my third book that I wrote with Black Francis from the Pixies we went back to Stephen Appleby and asked him if he would do the illustrations for that which was an illustrated novel so then I had gone into illustration with a historical fiction so there's some original stuff happening so then when it came to the fourth book it's like i want to do like an all-out graphic novel you know i want to just, i want to go all in with this because i love that i love that storytelling because my stories are very cinematic i like to kind of create these like w- readable movies mm. and graphic novels are basically a version of that and i wanted to kind of do my version of uh, you know, I, I love graphic novels. My thought was I wanted to kind of play with the format to where it felt a little bit more like you're watching a movie. And so I knew I wanted to go that direction. And so the idea came to me about um, doing something with a lost history of a movie. Mm. And so I started looking on these um, lists of uh, unmade the greatest unmade movies and i looked all over the internet for all these there's lists all over yeah. of, and you know i was looking for like a movie that was by someone i respected someone who like i was a fan of uh, a movie that had been like either half written or fully written or but was never made and that never could have been made or, 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 or that never would be made so yeah. that it's like lost the only way that anyone's gonna see it is if I finish it. That was the idea, you know? Like, it just seemed like a great, like a really cool, different type of medium for creating something. So the second, so a lot of these lists had this movie Giraffes on Horseback Salad on it, which said Dali was going to make a Marx Brothers movie. And at first I dismissed it because it was this like little paragraph. It didn't really tell too much. And I had never heard of it before and I had been a lifelong Marx Brothers fan. So I figured there can't be much too much to it. But the delusions of grandeur just got too great, you know, of like, I could make the next Marx Brothers movie, you know, like, the last Marx I, Brothers. I could yeah, or, or the first of the new ones that are all made by me, you know, like, you know, just, you know, you start to, you start to think, you know, like, uh, anyway, so it was just this, like, it was a silly idea that little by little, I became much more passionate about and excited about because I realized if I could just find enough material to work with, I could do something with this. Mm -hmm. So I spent like a year and a half, like basically looking for any more material than the paragraph that I'd seen online. And little by little, I found more pages and more pages in these different archives of Dolly's original writing, which then led me to realize that there's enough of a story here for us to adapt into, um, you know, into what I wanted it to be.
0: So, yeah. Amazing.
1: Yeah, and, and then of course once I had the material and had written sort of the treatment based on his notes I needed to find an illustrator and um, I was telling your colleague um, I forgot her name from Liz. Mas- Liz, right, sorry Liz from Massachusetts, uh, it was very nice uh, that um, I found this website called uh, Behance which is basically like a clearinghouse for artists to put their portfolios up Um, to either get work or to show off, you know, little galleries of their work online. But the cool thing about it is you could do little searches and you could search per country, state, city, and type of graphic artist. So I searched Spain. I searched, you know, Illustrator. And I got, like, a list of 20 names. And I went through each one's portfolios. And Manuela's was one of the portfolios. And I looked at her page and it just had these beautiful spreads of, like, these uh, fantastical, uh, dark, uh, gothic, lush, um, uh, people and creatures and, and it was sort of like, it had some Salvador Dali vibe just baked into it, but it was also very, it was also very different and original. And um, so I reached out to her and, and said, hey, do you want to write a book with me?
2: And
0: was it the Dali collection that made you search in Spain? Or, yes. Or, right.
1: Yeah. Because the whole idea was if I'm going to do this, the only way I'll pull it off is, is, is if I'm as authentic as possible. Because, you know, it's OK if people don't like the finished product. But I don't want them to dismiss it because it's mm. not authentic. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like because I felt like if, if if we could make an authentic Dali Marx Brothers mashup, um, there will be Marx Brothers fans that won't like it because it's not exactly like the Marx Brothers movies of before. Of course it's not. No. It was created by Dali. So it's like there's going to be, you know... But I wanted there to be at least something that anyone could appreciate, even if it's not their mm-hmm. cup of tea. And I figured that the way to do that is to be as authentic as possible, which means you gotta get the right people to put together the Marx brothers' gags and jokes and make sure that they fit in with what they would have said, done, and come up with. And it had to feel like a piece of Dali art, you know, which yes. is of we're course where Manuela. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Do you see yourself working in graphic novels again? Is that something you guys would do? Yeah. Do well, think?
1: even if I wanted to do some other style next, I wouldn't because I I want to work with Manuela mm. again as soon as possible. Uh, so whatever, so I have to do something visual from now on because <laughs> because you know like I, you know when you find a collaborator that that brings out what you're good at Mm. and what you know you know you know it's like it's like starting a rock band it's like when you know when you find your 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 george to your john or paul you know it's like you're like well i guess this is my band you know (laughs) like um but i mean i'm very excited about what else we can do together and we're already talking about it um because yeah like um because, yeah, I, I, I've always made movies without making movies. Mm. I went to film school, and when I got out, I didn't know how to make a big movie because I was 19 years old, so I started a theater company and I made uh, cinematic movies. And so this is sort of just the continuation of that. It's like, well, I write books now. I, I've, I know how to do that, so... But
0: of course you have directed music
1: videos, right? Yeah, no, I directed a Pixies music video. That, that's got to be yeah, a through. I mean, the Pixies, cool. so I mean, come on. It, it was, a, you know, the opportunity came because of my friendship, but mm. I, I also think I had a good idea for it, and it was my favourite song of their newer songs. Oh, fantastic. And so I really um, was excited to do it. But yeah, no, um, I like making movies and stuff, but it's... it's um, I hate to say it like this because it sounds lazy, but it's like it's it's a lot of work and, when, and, I, and I don't mean it like that in like I don't want to have to work hard. What I mean is in order to get exactly what you want, in order to pull off the exact vision you have, it's hard to do that, especially if you're working in a, with ideas that are, are hundred million dollar ideas. We couldn't have made Giraffes on Horseback Salad as a movie right now, but we were able to do this. So it's like me and Manuela could come up with this crazy idea for for another story and just the two of us could do it, you know. And so that's why like finding these other mediums to tell cinematic stories is sort of been how I've coped with having these very large uh, ideas but wanting to make them in a small
0: room, and comics is the big budget medium without the, exactly without the big budget that, exactly. that gives you everything you want exactly without kind of having to make yeah. that, that and I'm, vast expenditure.
1: And I'm sure you've had many talks uh, with other friends, guests, uh, peers about the fact that it's just such a shame that the medium is just just not treated with the respect you know (laughs) that it deserves not you know I mean I know it it has more so but but just like the fact that these are pieces of art like someone does one painting and it's like whoa graphic novels are a thousand paintings, yeah,
0: and you sure. can hold them all. You know, it's like you know, so. it's. I think it's because of the availability of it. Yeah, a yeah. because it's not rarefied. Right. It, it's seen. That as was our mistake. Disposable. We
1: should only have printed ten. Yeah. If we had just printed ten, we'd be we'd be
0: we'd be huge right now. But I mean, it's a great pleasure to see yeah. the book on the shelves. Thanks. And to yeah. see this thing that otherwise would have been lost. Yeah. And. and would have perhaps never seen the light of day in a visual media. Yeah, yeah. Um to see that and I think you guys have done an amazing job. Thank you. And I really appreciate you coming in to talk oh, to today. Oh man.
1: It's so great. Like this is really special for us because like we've we have these 3 days to be together and to to talk and promote the book for the whole time. And so this is our one comic book shop that we've come into oh, that we are signing books at. This is we're it. Honored. And Absolutely. so this is like a big deal for us, you know, to 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 have this this one moment. So oh, we, thank we, you for we're it. We're genuinely honored. Yeah. So, so thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. For yeah, thank you my mother. Thank yeah. you, Josh
0: Thank you. You can pick up Giraffe's and Horseback Salad at gosh Mega City Comics or any good graphic novel stockist or buy digitally from quirkbooks.com. You can follow Josh on Twitter at TheJoshFrank or check out his website, therealjoshfrank.com and you can see more of Manuela's art on behance.net forward slash Manuela Portega. Follow us on Twitter at The Comic Crush, like the page on Facebook and check out thecomiccrush.com every week for new comics content. And you can follow me at Manry Comic on Twitter and Instagram. Our Script and Pencils podcast and our comic book film and TV podcast from panels to pictures are available to stream or download from thecomiccrush.com or available on Spotify. If you like our site and our pods, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where just $2 per month helps keep the site running and ad-free. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on The Crush.